Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode 222. It's a big week coming our way next week. Next week we actually start the new year. The NFL calendar switches over on March 15th, which also means that's when free agency period begins. And so free agent period, free agency period always shakes up the dynasty value of players, uh, both the free agents uh, on, on the teams that you know they, they sign with or leave, but it's also kind of a roller coaster period for you know dynasty managers because they can either you know end up having players that they like, you know, renewing their hope, you know, in different situations, or it can be quite the opposite, where you actually start to lose hope and see that some of the players that you had hope in get buried on their depth charts. Uh, it's a fun time of season for sure. Um, this year is, you know, really deep at quarterback, which is pretty rare, and running back, which is pretty common. But there are a few decent tight ends, but only uh, hardly any uh, impact wide receivers. So it's going to be fun to speculate on where the free agent class is going to land here once the new year starts and we see some things happening. Um, what I wanted to do was put together my top 15 free agent list and just kind of have fun speculating. It's fun to speculate where they might go. I'm sure I'm not going to get them all right, but I have some ideas and we'll speculate just a little bit. I am recording this, I should say, on uh, Saturday in March. So this is uh, before there may have even been some news that breaks before I post this on Tuesday morning. So some of these things may have actually already happened. But either way, here's my prognostication and speculation and really just a chance to talk about 15 players that really are going to have some dynasty shifts in their value this year. Uh, first would be, and number one on the list, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jackson's the cream of the crop in this year's class for sure. Definitely has the highest dynasty value of any of the players. Uh, his career top, top 12 finishes and his cheat code, you know, that he has running the ball uh, make him, you know, definitely the most valuable free agent perspective in the, or prospect in this year's class. Baltimore's coaching staff and schemes have helped him succeed since they drafted him. Uh, but Jackson can succeed really with any other coaching staff that really would want to use his unique skills. Uh, he's a fantasy producer on the ground, but he's a pretty, pretty accomplished passer as well. And given the schemes drawn up for him. Uh, he's a top 12 quarterback no matter what happens to him in free agency. As for his landing spot, here's what I think is going to happen. I'm most optimistic that he's going to re-sign with Baltimore, uh, the team that drafted him and knows him, or at least he's going to get that franchise tag that he won't be happy with. Well, he'll be happy with the money, but he won't be happy with uh, not getting a long-term deal, I don't think. But still, there's still a little slight possibility that he's going to sign with another team, like maybe the Jets or the Falcons, particularly since he's without an agent and he represents himself now in these cases. In most cases, uh, he'd help the dynasty value of every player on the team that he signs with, that's for sure. But he contributes much, you know, with his running ability and could maybe diminish the value of, you know, dynasty pass catchers a little bit or definitely the runners on his team. That's We've seen that in Baltimore some. But his landing spot is just going to make a big difference. So really fun to see what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. My bets are that he's going to re-sign or at least get the franchise tag with Baltimore. Next is Derek Carr. Uh, Carr is uh, a competent NFL quarterback, even though I don't like him very much. He is a viable starter in super flex leagues and a backup in one quarterback leagues. Uh, he's better than any quarterback available in the back half of this year's first round. And so he's definitely going to get signed to start for a team, uh, making him one of the most you know critical free agent signings this season as well. 
Uh, he can improve upon his previous seasons if he hits in the right team and develop. If they can even develop him. And he could do enough if he takes over for a quarterback that had a bad situation or a quarterback that was bad. He could make the pass catchers on this team uh, significantly better this coming year. So we'll see. As for his hopeful landing spots, we all know that he is not going to resign with the Raiders. There's been interest among the Panthers, the Saints, and the Jets. You know, as, as mediocre as he's been, you know, he really would increase the pass catching, you know, pass catchers value, dynasty value of all three of those locations. Um, particularly if I think if he was to land with the Saints or the Jets, that would be really fun to get him paired with a lot of those young pass catchers that they have on those teams. Uh, he'll give a team, you know, and the fantasy players around him just a little bit of renewed hope, particularly if he signs with one of those three teams. Saints are my bet. That's the highest uh, bet, I would think. Next would be Daniel Jones. Uh, Jones is, he's conflicted dynasty managers, and he's definitely conflicted the Giants. Uh, they refused to extend him in, in his contract this last year, and then he had the best year of his career. You know, he finished as a top 12 quarterback in fantasy, uh, though battling some inconsistency overall. I've said it many times before, but Brian Dayball, his new head coach, uh, is, you know, the one that brought out the best in him. And while he'll never rank, you know, among the top tier of dynasty quarterbacks, he could steadily surprise with these top 12, you know, uh, scoring years, you know. So one quarterback leagues, you know, he could be a starter. In Superflex leagues, he's a every week starter. Um, my hopeful landing spots for him is really just the Giants. And there's, there's pretty little buzz around him actually signing with other teams. I haven't heard very much. I expect the Giants are going to re-sign him. The Giants are, you know, the best signing spot for him. Though if he lands with the Saints or the Jets or Carolina, uh, he could hold his, you know, dynasty value there as well. If he gets a starting job next year, his value is going to remain the same no matter, pretty much no matter which team he's on. But I really prefer that he stay with the Giants, uh, where the coaching staff has already developed a plan around him. He needs some better weapons. Once he gets some better weapons around him in New York, I think it'll be better. Uh, you're going to hear more about me talking about Saquon Barkley in a minute, but that's the pickle that the, the Giants are in right now. One of those two guys is going to get franchised, and hopefully the other one will work out, work out a deal. That's what I suspect will happen with Jones, whether he gets the franchise or Saquon gets the franchise and they work something out with Jones. Uh, time will tell. Geno Smith is the next player. Man, Geno, there he was, the biggest surprise player of the year last season, uh, finishing number five in the quarterback ranking, depending a little bit on your scoring settings, but... No matter, no matter your league settings, he was a top 12 quarterback, and so he told the Seahawks that he was ready to take the lead and be the leader on the team. Um, so I think that's very likely for hopeful landing spots. It's really unlikely that any other team besides the Seahawks are going to sign Geno, but it could happen. Uh, Geno you know, sustained fantasy and dynasty value of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, so that was pretty encouraging this last year, and I think he could do so again. Should just get a little bit better. Um, I doubt any other team is really looking to sign him as their starter. If they sign him, I think they try to sign him as, you know, to be one of the best or highest paid backups. But as for Seattle, he, he's their guy. And so I think that's likely what's going to happen. Uh, keeping the, you know, dynasty value of, of those receivers um, in pretty good hands, even though it's an older quarterback. One of the strangest, uh, bizarre things that we've seen, <laughs> an old quarterback uh, that had the best year of his career uh, this late in his career. Next would be uh, Saquon Barkley. Now we're moving into the running back category. Uh, I was kind of assuming super flex. That's why I had all those quarterbacks first. Um, this would be the next best non-quarterback, I think, on the list is Saquon Barkley. Barkley, you know, bounced back last season, especially at the start of the season. And then the Giants, unfortunately, limited his workload at the end of the season, or his stats could have been way better. But he showed enough talent, you know, this season to show that he has, you know, held his dynasty value. It's been holding steady. Uh, he's among the few rare second contract running backs that I really, really, really believe is going to excel in his second 
contract. So I think he's going to do really well. As for his landing spots, like I said before, I think all signs still point to the Giants, that that's where he wants to be. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like that's uh, what they're going to try to do. Apparently, uh, there's a lot of teams out there that are offering or would like to pay more than the Giants are willing to pay for him. So that's why I think that the Giants are going to try to sign Daniel Jones uh, and then kill real contracts so that they can set, they can put the franchise tag on Barkley. Makes a lot more sense to franchise a running back just because, you know, if you do have him for a year, they drop off fast. And if you get that one golden year and they drop off, it's okay. So I think they're going to be more likely to put the franchise on Barkley, if I was to guess. Um, he would definitely be the, the most coveted free agent if he did not re-sign uh, with the Giants, apart from Lamar Jackson. I think a lot of teams would be willing to pay for him. So no matter what, if he signs with another team, he's going to be the RB1 on any team that signs him which probably can't be said too sure with such confidence with the rest of these uh, running backs I want to mention here. But Barkley would start wherever he goes. But still suspect that's going to be with the Giants, possibly with the franchise tag. Next is uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs really surprised me last year, finishing third among running backs in the league after his first two seasons. I just thought he was just going to be an average running back, and that was it. Last season, however, he proved me wrong. I was definitely wrong on him. Um, I missed the mark on that. But even so, uh, the Raiders kind of missed the mark too because they didn't extend his contract before the season started. So they were showing some uncertainty too. But what they got out of him this year had to impress. Because it did, I still think that he's probably going to re-sign with the Raiders. They've indicated that they'd like to re-sign him, if not put the franchise tag on him if necessary. After last year's success, I think they're going to find a way to do it with the Raiders. I do think that Jacobs, kind of like Barkley though, he would be a star on another team for a few years at least. Now, if he doesn't re-sign with... With Las Vegas, uh, if he signs with another team where there's no clear running back one ahead of him, I think his dynasty value can still be uh, super high up there, and he could remain unchanged. But uh, betting odds that he will re-sign. Come to think of it, a lot of these are actually kind of boring now that I think about it. Most of them I'm predicting are going to re-sign with their teams. And so I guess that's very, very possible, possibly uh, what's going to happen. Uh, next would be Tony Pollard. Same situation here. Pollard surpassed Ezekiel Elliott um, this year as the Cowboys' most productive running back, finishing as a top 12. Uh, he sustained a late-season injury, but he's going to be good to go to start the 2023 season and keep pace ahead of Elliott, who may be asked to take a pay cut with the team. Uh, Pollard exceeded Elliott in every possible stat last season, uh, which really says a lot for how those two guys have switched spots. And because of that, I think the hopeful landing spot would be to stay with the Cowboys. I think that they also plan to, to franchise Pollard, which I think he'd be more productive on a team that doesn't know him as the Cowboys do. The Cowboys, however, are possibly in a position to draft Bijan Robinson. That's been uh, kind of put out there in a few mocks. But the thing is, they got to make this decision before the NFL draft. And so sometimes I wish in the NFL they did the, the draft or free agency after the draft. I know there's been debate about that in some circles, but I wish kind of wish that they did because... They're going to have to make a decision whether they're going to go with Pollard or try to get Robinson in the draft, which may never fall to them anyway. Uh, so my bet is that they're going to re-sign him. I'm not sure how Pollard would do on a different team. I think there's a uniqueness to what Dallas is doing with their offense that's really freed him to be all he could be. Um, and I think that's his best bet. Next would be uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, Sanders was one of my favorite players in his class if he followed me for, for very long. But he's uh, he's proved, not, proved himself... But he's not the superstar uh, that I hoped at the end of his contract year. Uh, his future is very much unknown right now. Uh, with a great depth at the running back class, I'm uncertain whether Sanders you know, really has a future with the Eagles or any other team. 
he's more than capable, talented-wise, I think, to be an NFL starter and given more of a workload than the Eagles were willing to give him. But they didn't. And with this class coming in, uh, this is where I think there's going to be a drop-off of guys that aren't really going to be starters. They're going to have to start, start thinking about taking you know complementary roles. As for Sanders, um, unlike the other one, running backs, like I said, um, I don't want him to resign with his current team. I don't want him to be an Eagle again. I want to see him get a new lease on life and get a chance. <clears throat> I'd love to see him sign with Carolina or Miami, uh, who who's you know wide open depth charts, and they have new coaches who've really yet to shape the team entirely with the players that they want. So maybe one of those teams, Carolina or Miami, would be a great landing spot to give Sanders a second chance on the second um, contract for him. But I'm not certain. I think he's probably going to be somewhere to be you know kind of like a tandem like he was. For the Eagles, uh, good for an NFL team, but not good for dynasty managers with Sanders on the roster, I of which have him many places. Next, in a similar vein, is David Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery, I think he gets a bad rap. Uh, he's a better player than more, you know, and and more valuable in dynasty than most dynasty managers believe. He's not elevated himself, above, you know, to be among the elite. Uh, still, he's provided, you know, a steady floor for dynasty rosters each of the last four years. He's averaged more than 10 points per game. He's only 25 years old and has a few more NFL years ahead of him and some dynasty production ahead of him, I think. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, which teams, you know, compete for his services to try to sign him. I don't think he's going to re-sign with Chicago. Uh, I'd like to see Montgomery, you know, join Arthur Smith's run game in Atlanta. And if he was, like, paired with Tyler Algier, what that would look like with the two of them together. Or similarly, I'd like to see him paired with in Houston to compete with Damian Pierce for a starting job. I think Montgomery has a couple better, you know, good years left in him and these kind of second year running backs particularly Algier and Damian Pierce have you know they don't think they've done enough to solidify that they're the definite starter for the future and so bringing in a guy like Montgomery to compete uh, with one of them would be pretty smart I think and we'll see what happens that's what I'm predicting that he's going to go to either Houston or to Atlanta next tight end that pops up here is Evan Ingram Uh, Evan Ingram was the surprise breakout last year too after signing the one-year prove-it deal and for Jacksonville, well, he proved it. He proved it by finishing as the sixth highest scoring tight end in the league, uh, scoring one less point. I, I looked this up. That was interesting. One less point than he did in his rookie season in 2017 when he broke out. So here we are six years later, and he's back on the radars. And, you know, every week startable tight end. And the Jaguars made the most of his talent uh, under their new coach, Doug Peterson. As for landing spots, I think Evans very likely to get the franchise tag or sign a contract there to stay uh, with the Jaguars. I wish the, the Jags would sign him to a long-term deal. You know, that would make his future, um, you know, make his future more, less uncertain, I should say. If it was less uncertain, dynasty managers could really hope, you know, for a couple more years of good production. But if they do just sign him to this uh, franchise tag, it's just another one-year deal. He's already proven that he'll play well with a one-year deal and he'll get a lot, paid a lot more uh, if he takes that franchise tag. So we'll see what happens also love the fact that he is an up-and-coming offense with Trevor Lawrence, who made a great connection with him. Uh, he'd be wise, in my opinion, uh, to to take up, you know, to, to stay, whether he signs a franchise contract or maybe even take a little less than he could earn in the open market just so that he could stay with the Jags. That would be good for him. Next is my only receiver listed here, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Juju is the only receiver in this top 15 uh, he's this year's wide receiver because this year's wide receiver free agent class is not very impressive. Uh, but on them, I think Juju's the best one out there in free agency. Uh, he did last year playing on a one-year deal with the Chiefs and helped win a Super Bowl. 
uh, he'll you know never return to that top 10 dynasty value that he had after those first few years at Pittsburgh where he was like thought to be sometimes the number one receiver in dynasty but he could help a team's passing game and contribute to dynasty rosters for the next few years uh, he's finished you know the season 36th in total points you know, which means he barely qualified to be a wide receiver three but in many leagues where there's you know more than three receiver spots open he's a player that you would just start you know every week I doubt that Juju is going to resign with the Chiefs but I really have no idea. Who's the one that I'm most certain, uncertain of here? Uh, he's going to get you know targeted by a team that needs a solid wide receiver too to help their passing game. I think either Raiders and the Cowboys would make a lot of sense from that perspective. That could use one you know kind of opposite Devontae Adams, opposite uh, C.D. Lamb, or he could get targeted by a team that you know that brings in a free agent receiver every year, like the Rams do or like the Bills do. They seem to do it every single year. So maybe they'll go back to the well and do it. Um, I'm going to bet on the Raiders here. I think the Raiders could be the ones that signed Devontae Adams. I, th- I really like that, especially if they get Aaron Rodgers in a trade to come be with the Raiders. I would like it less if they end up kind of drafting a, a quarterback and developing him. Uh, I wouldn't want Devontae Adams and Juju to be, you know, under a developing quarterback. So we'll see what happens, but I'm predicting the Raiders there. Next is Dalton Schultz. Uh, Schultz will likely, uh, will, will go in free agency. The Cowboys are letting him go in free agency uh, after, you know, a pretty decent season. Uh, last season, though, he didn't really build upon his 2021 breakout season. He had a great season then. This this last season, he scored 55 fewer points. While Dallas's others tight ends actually started to carry some of the workload and even had a few standout games. I think Jake Ferguson's likely to start for the Cowboys next year, and Peyton Hendershot uh, will compliment him. And so Schultz, you know, is someone that they can afford to let go. I think the most logical landing spot for Schultz is with the Chargers, since Dallas's former offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, was quickly hired by the Chargers. And Dallas let him go. Uh, Gerald Everett has the, the, the starting tight end for the Chargers. You know, he played okay last season, but I think Schultz could be definitely an upgrade at the tight end position. Detroit was also interesting. You know, they could improve, you know, after they traded away TJ Hawkinson. I think, too, about the Commanders, who also need a significant upgrade at the, at the tight end position. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I'm going to predict the Chargers just following the, the cookie crumbs from, from Kellen Moore. Maybe they would uh, grab him up. Next player is Jamal Williams. Uh, Williams is one of the biggest surprises of, of last season, leading the league in rushing touchdowns, as we all know, and more impressively, keeping DeAndre Swift uh, off the field. Uh, he's past his prime for sure, but he does have probably one or two more years of you know, production in him for the NFL and for our dynasty rosters. Uh, he's not going to get signed to become a team's lead back, but he could fill a productive, you know, complementary role like he did these last few seasons with Detroit. As for hopeful landing spots, uh, Detroit really seems to be what I would think. Williams is just a perfect fit. He helped kind of build that new culture that Dan Campbell wanted. It's hard for me to believe that they're just going to let him walk away after this great season. Or I really don't think that Williams would be willing to sign uh, just for the money. I think he would take less to play um, in, you know, with the Lions and help be part of that rebuild that he's doing. I believe he's going to re-sign with the Lions. Still, it could be interesting to see him. You know, If he was signed by the Saints or the Broncos, for instance, uh, who both need a complimentary back and likely actually maybe need a, st- a starter to begin the season. If Alvin Kamara is suspended, if Javante Williams is not fully recovered from his surgery, they might need someone to come in and be a starter for the first part of the season. And if that's the case, uh, Jamal Williams would be a really good fit for the Saints or the Broncos as well. But I'm still betting on him signing with the Lions. Next player is Kareem Hunt. Uh, Hunt's never going to regain the top-tier dynasty value that he had for a short time. There in Kansas City before his arrest and suspension and all that. Uh, but for a fresh start on a new team, I think it really could give his dynasty value a significant bump here. 
Uh, one thing that's unique about him, he's taken less wear and tear the last few seasons because he had plays, has played behind Nick Chubb. And so he could maybe play better than the average, you know, declining 27-year-old running back. Like when they start to decline at that age, maybe he's going to have a little more with him. Uh, as for him, I would love to see him sign in Chicago where he could really compete with Khalil Herbert for the leading role. Uh, Carolina is kind of rebuilding, and so I think they're going to look for a little bit of a younger running back. Um, not to say Chicago's not rebuilding too, but they I think that they really like what they have in Herbert. But bringing in Hunt would be a great uh, fit for them too. Or I think about the Buccaneers, you know, they revived the, the career of Leonard Fournette, <laughs> you know, and stating this week that they um, uh, were going to release him from their team. Uh, they could be a team uh, that could do the same, try to bring Hunt in just for a couple years. I'm not sure, though, that Tampa Bay is also one of the teams reported to be interested in B. John Robinson. And if that's the case, uh, they will not do much in free agency with the running back position. So I'm going to bet on uh, Chicago being the place that Kareem Hunt will sign and give him one last burst to his dynasty career. One last player, my number 15 uh, player most interested in in free agency is uh, Damien Harris. Now everyone knows I was much higher on Harris than the consensus in the 2019 class. Uh, he proved me right in spurts, but ultimately surprised me, you know, when, when Rondé Stevenson was drafted and Stevenson came in and really took a lot away from him, especially this last year. Harris has had productive games when he's been given started opportunities, but his poor health and the competition that was brought in have really limited those opportunities. I still think he could play like a complimentary role on a new team, but it's not likely that his dynasty value is going to bump up no matter where he goes or where he signs. Uh, like Hunt, he has you know fresher legs than most backs his age, given his lack of playing time. But he could do better. You know, that could mean that he does a little bit better in his second contract than he did his first. Where I'd like to see Harris go is to, to Carolina. You know, the most open backfield in the league, or maybe uh, to Chicago. You know, uh, to compete again with Herbert, like I just said for Hunt. I'd also like to see him, you know, maybe in just a backup role, like maybe behind someone like Joe Mixon in Cincinnati or Cleveland's uh, Nick Chubb, if he was in something like that. I think, you know, he could get some spot starts or help, you know, when the starter goes down for injury. Not sure what's going to happen with Harris. Taking a guess here, um, I'm going to stay Cincinnati. <laughs> That's going to be my pick. So there are my predictions. They're out there. We'll see what happens. Um, like I said, a lot of guys that predicting just re-signing with their team or a lot of franchise tags are going to be put on these players. So uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of change in that regard. But hopefully we'll get a little bit of shakeup. And besides the top 15, there are lots of other side players that are, you know, are going to be fun to see what happens to them uh, during free agency. All right, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than Twitter. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.